You're tuned into the It's Real podcast with your hosts, Kayla Callender and Andrew Yagi. Each week, we'll talk about what happens behind the scenes working full-time in real estate and share with you real-life stories, our successes, and failures as we work to help consumers and industry professionals reach their real estate and real-life goals. Here we go. Episode 19 of the It's Real podcast. I'm Andrew Yegi, and I'm a real estate agent. I'm Kayla Callender, and I'm a mortgage lender. Kayla, I think people probably thought we gave up on our podcast because we've no. probably, uh, taken a couple of weeks off. But really, the biggest thing is finding balance and you know trying to find time to enjoy the summer, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't agree more. And at the end of the day, we're still being consistent. And a lot of times people put out podcasts in the end. I think the the number was after like 10 or 20. They're done. They're, they're, they're done and you never hear from them. So we're still here. Even so maybe maybe we'll do one more podcast and then we'll be done. <laughs> no, nah, we got a lot to talk about. We always have a lot to talk about. So. We, we do have a lot to talk about. What have you been up to lately these last couple of weeks? You know... I thought about you this weekend as a plane flew over the lake, um, but it wasn't I, me. Well, I figured. Um, I, for the first time, took a weekend, and this might sound crazy to those listening, but I relaxed. I wasn't working on anything. We didn't have projects at the lake. We're to that point where we're ready to go. So it's amazing how your mindset shifts when you take the time to just focus on you for a little bit, take time to just unwind. And I did that this weekend. And I, and I'll tell you, I was much more ready for the the hustle and bustle of the week than I have been in a while, all because I took a little relaxation. So that's what I did this weekend. went to the lake, hung out, chilled, and it was fabulous. So it was great. What about you? What's new in your world? Yeah. Well, what is new? Uh, I've been spending a lot of time at the lake as well. In fact, just this last weekend, we've been starting to get, you know, some of the kids up starting to ski a little bit. And we have this little ski trainer board. It's kind of like a boogie board kind of rounded in the front and kind of has ski cutouts in the back and little bindings and a rope attached. And and so I had a couple of nephews that got up about a week ago and we weren't there. And then Ella, my five-year-old, she got up and just was like nonstop, like wanted to go eight or nine times. And we've been trying to get some of the younger ones to go too. So we had, you know, we had a really nice relaxing lake weekend as well. Um, wasn't quite so busy. Not all of my siblings and nieces and nephews were out there. So it was kind of nice doing, you know, a little bit of traveling, some professional flying. Um, And so got to take a trip down to Orlando. That was really nice. My wife came down and some friends of ours and we had just a really great time. So yeah, kind of recharging, Mm -hmm. um, unwinding. It was, it was really, really great. That's awesome. I saw your, I don't remember which little one of yours got up on. You froze, Kayla. You're freezing on me. But yeah, you probably saw the video referencing Ella, the five-year-old who who got up skiing. And yeah, she did a, a really, really great job. And in fact, excited to go back out this weekend uh, and maybe hit it again. That's awesome. It was Ella, you said? Yep, Ella. Yeah, if she can do it. I can do it. I know I can. Have you ever skied? I'm sure you have. Never have I ever. Well, down, downhill. Well, because of course, coming from, from Walhalla, North Dakota, the Frostfire Mountain, you've never been snow skiing even? No, my mom wouldn't what? let me. My coaches wouldn't let me. They were afraid I'd get hurt. I so I just never did. Because I suppose you were the volleyball and basketball star, right? Or was well, it just volleyball? I would say more so volleyball. Yeah. More volleyball. But it's one of those things where if you don't ever do it, you never do. It's like you don't go back and do it. So, 
yeah, I think I could handle that. The water skiing and the surfing. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I'm a little scared, but good for Ella. You, you know, you should try wake surfing because I am, I, you know, the one thing I'm not is athletic and I haven't even, we used to ski all the time and then kids and everything else, we just don't ski. Yeah. Um, and even like wakeboarding, I haven't wakeboarded in a decade and I just uh, learned to wake surf, got together with some friends from college mm -hmm. and we had a really, really great time. And it was, I'm, I'm still, I think I've got one knee that's a little sore from it, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Worth it. Good for you. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Amen. So Kayla, we haven't connected yes. for a little while, all the while, you know, the market continues to, uh, well, the world continues to turn and the market continues to churn. And your first question before we talk about rates and market, but what are what are you seeing in Fargo? What's your perception as far as housing inventory? Like, are there less homes that are available in your market? Yeah, I mean, much less. I think it's gotten a little bit better in the last few weeks. There's been some newer homes that have come on the market. But I think the fact of the matter is that there's still not enough homes. We're seeing a lot of builders start to kind of push more promotions. We're seeing a lot of people say, okay, if I can't get an existing home, maybe I should build. So I've been running a lot of numbers on new construction. That's very popular in Fargo. Um, and then in terms of, of inventory, I think that because the rates are doing this, they're coming up a little bit, those people are still holding on to their homes because they don't want to let go of that lower rate. So they're not selling, which is creating less inventory. So I'm not seeing a lot of shifts in the last, since we started this podcast, Andy, I feel like I'm a broken record. It's uh, rates are still high and, or rates are normal, I should say, and inventory is low, but how about in your, in your area? What are you witnessing? Yeah, there is not, there's not a lot that's out there, Kayla. I mean, when I pull up the MLS and I, I look at it in our market, I mean, we, we just, we do not have a lot of homes, um, and, you know, as rates continue to be high, I feel like, you know, normally you get around the 4th of July, like we've talked before, yeah. and, you know, things are maybe a little bit slower as people are enjoying the holiday. And usually it starts to pick up as people mm -hmm. are kind of thinking, hey, where do I want to be this fall or before year end? But, you know, even some of the properties I've put up recently, it just seems like there's there hasn't been as much activity on some homes mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as I would expect. And, you know, probably a big reason, Kayla, again, those rates and like one of our favorite resources, Mortgage News Daily says mm -hmm. today, mortgage rates basically back to nine month highs. Mm -hmm. So talk about that a little bit from your angle now, because you have to be working pretty closely with some pretty motivated buyers and, mm -hmm. you know, what, what's this doing, you know, to them? Give me an yeah. example. I've even talked to, I've got a buddy out in Michigan and he is a big producer and he told me his numbers lately and he goes, well, Kayla, my numbers are low, but I've got a ton of pre-approvals just waiting. And I thought to myself, I'm the same. We've got all these people waiting, waiting to buy. And some of those have you know, people have houses to sell. However, I'm finding that I'm running numbers constantly and it's almost like clients are just hoping maybe it's not the same amount every time. And it is. And so I'm seeing that individuals are just on the fence still. And as they sit on that fence, rates continue to kind of slide up a little bit. And that doesn't change their payment. And one of the things and pieces of advice that I have is if you are approved, if you're one of those people that are on the fence or you haven't found a home, make sure that you check with your loan officer that if you're approved up to 350 and a payment of X, Make sure that as rates go up and change that you're still qualified 
Because if you're at the top of that approval and rates go up, that means that your approval comes down a bit. So those letters are fabulous. They're great. They're gold. However, they only hold so much weight when it comes to the movement of the market. So kind of a piece of advice and a little bit of what I'm seeing, Andy, on my end. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I've been, you know, kind of as an agent on the agent side, been really, really careful about, you know, working with some of the buyers I have and say, hey, are you absolutely mm -hmm. sure that this is going to work? And even double checking with lenders saying, hey, is this really going to work? Because there's nothing worse than, you know, getting down the road a little bit to the lender saying, hey, this, this just isn't going to work. Right. And that's where, like, personally, I approve people and I say you're approved up to a payment of this. But I always leave a little wiggle room because if they say, well, you said I was approved for this and then it, rates come up, I don't focus on purchase price because based, especially in Fargo, it's specials. Um, those affect that payment, but focus on that payment. Make sure you talk to your lender before you write an offer and ensure that you're good to go. Because I think a lot of people just kind of forget that, Andy. And maybe realtors do too. They're like, oh, they're approved. We're good to go. But it's so important for otherwise it'll be a, kind of a disastrous situation. Yeah. Well, the devil's in the details. And, and that's the thing where, I mean, there are just conceivably so many, uh, you know, details. And, you know, if you're kind of a high producing lender like yourself or, or agent for that matter, you know, there are, you're working with so many different people. So oh, yeah. it can be challenging, even, you know, having, having staff on hand, you know, to kind of stay on top of everything. Mm -hmm. But, but as you say, so, so important. It is. And I think you're right. Is there's, there's a lot of people that we work with. And so it's always, you know, we don't always know when you're going shopping, we ask, we check in, but sometimes it comes up and you just, I've had clients that said, Oh, I wrote an offer last night. And I said, Oh, well, okay. Well, didn't know you were looking right now, but it's all about communication. And like you said, the devil's in the details. So mm -hmm. communication, communication, communication. So rates really as high as they've been, mm -hmm. uh, you know, since November of 22. And, you know, even yeah. looking at, you know, the today's rates, you know, about mm -hmm. 713 for a 30 year fixed on average, mm -hmm. you know, about six, five. I mean, that's that the, the rates are pretty high. Um, Kayla, talk a little bit about, you know, like the, the Mortgage Bankers Association and kind of some of the numbers that they put out. You know, the MBA forecast comes out every month. You'll notice it says July 20th. So it's very, very recent. The middle of the page, I know there's a lot of info, but in the middle of the page, it says interest rates. Yep, you're right there. Mm -hmm. As you see, that's 2022. We're into 23. And people are wondering, well, when are rates going to drop? No one really knows. But this forecast takes, you know, historical data. And they, they take projections and they provide this to us. I mean, there's no guarantee but this is what they're projecting. So, Andy, if you look into 2023 here, I mean, we're getting to the point where we're at Q3, Q4 almost. So you'll see 6.6, 5.9. But dang, that average today is, you saw it, 7.1. Yep. But And the same thing, I look at the Treasury yield as well, mm -hmm. because, you know, they're predicting 3.7 and, you know, it's a little over 4, mm -hmm. call it 4.1. Mm -hmm. Right. So. And, and, and those flow together. And I think it's just important that, you know, just because rates have not come as low as people have been hoping for, this gives an idea of what they could do into 2024. I think a lot of us followed this and saw this should have maybe been forecasted for end of Q3, but we're seeing it in 24. We're seeing right now 575552. I guess I, I want to talk about this because if people are comfortable with the payment at seven or six and a half GP points, then my advice is get the house now before 
it becomes so demanding and you're paying 450 for a house that's 400. Get that home if you're comfortable with that payment with the hopes that based on 2024 projections, you might see a rate 0.5 to 1% or more lower. So that's mm -hmm. why I really like this forecast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I don't have it up right now, Kayla, but it just seems to me like, you know, looking at this forecast that, you know, rates were forecasted, you know, the beginning of the year to be a lot lower. Am yeah. I imagining that or, or wasn't that the case? No, they were. If you were to go back to the old um, MBA forecast, you would see that the projections were going to be lower. But the. You're as cold as ice today, Kayla. Free, freezing up, freezing up hopefully, on me. Hopefully, we see that in 2024. I, I, I lost you for for a couple I, of seconds. I lost you too, Andy. Yeah, well, I, I think you need some better internet. <laughs> I think I need a different laptop that's at home because my other one's not working. <laughs> in, in the meantime, I did find the January numbers. So they had said, you know, kind of by Q3, 5, 4, and, and 3, 2. Um, you know, six, six and three, seven. So yeah, they, uh, you know, they were predicting by the end of the year, you know, five, two, and now they're, yeah, five, nine. Mm -hmm. So we'll, uh, we'll see, but I, you know, Kayla, I think what it comes down to is, you know, when we're looking at these numbers again, you know, I'm to, not to sound like a broken record, but I still counsel people all the time. And I have more and more people coming into my office who want to sit down and talk scenarios and talk about their situation. And I would still tell people, if you don't need to buy or sell, you know, maybe don't, but obviously if there's some compelling reason to do something, you have that dream, that dream property comes along, that lake property, whatever it is, you know, make the move. But, you know, if not, I, I think better days are ahead. And if it makes sense to wait, go ahead and wait. Mm -hmm. And I think too that, I, I love that you say that, no one says you have to buy or sell. However, if there is something that's moving you, that's a very a compelling reason, whether it's you need more space, you have to move for work, just know that there is some hope out there of some relief in rates at some point when no one knows. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, one thing I just want to key in before we kind of put this report to bed, Kayla, just mm -hmm. the fact, you know, kind of looking at the averages, you know, 5.9 for 2023, 4.9 for 24, and 4.6 for 2025. You know, again, uh, things haven't moved exactly as quick as we would like, but mm -hmm. I, I look at that as optimistic. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to be helpful. I still, my prediction though, going forward, Kayla, even with these rates coming down, I think it's still going to be a seller's market going forward. I don't see any end in sight to that. Mm -hmm. And I know at, at a certain point it has to shift a little bit more, but you know, we just have such low inventory. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm having quite frequent meetings, you know, with, you know, city government, county government, other, you know, business leaders, developers talking a lot about housing and, you know, obviously it's an issue everywhere, even in Fargo, where there are a ton of builders that are building, but especially down, you know, in my area and in rural America, you know, affordable housing mm -hmm. is, is a problem. So, you know, one of my, you know, commitments is I, you know, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do what I can to kind of work on it, to help solve that, mm -hmm. um, you know, and again, help, help just with this inventory crisis, help those 33 year old millennials who are living in mom and dad's basement, yeah, you know, find the house of their dreams that they can afford. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and would you say in your area and probably nationally, if you're going to be buying, you'll want to find a new home before listing your home? Where do you stand on that, Andy? 
As far as like, if someone comes to me and they want to find a home before, before they sell. Yeah. If you got someone that has a house to sell and a home to buy, mm -hmm. what are you advising in terms of this is the steps to take from here? Well, number one, call Kayla. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you, I mean, you really have to have that financial plan in place. And yep. so we still have, have people come to us. Hey, I just want to look, fall in love with the house. And then it just doesn't work. Um, was, you know, counseling someone the other day who does have a house to sell, but financially they don't have to. And we're mm -hmm. going to be more well positioned yeah. you know, to, to, to make a move. And, you know, again, hard for people that have a home to sell or need financing to compete with, you know, a, a baby boomer that, you know, maybe has cash or something like that. So really have that plan mm -hmm. in place. I'm getting a lot of people that want to go non-contingent, meaning they want to be approved for both homes so that their offer is stronger. And so I'm seeing a lot of that lately where they should be selling their house to get the equity to put down towards the new home. But in order to get the home, they're having to tell the seller, well, I can afford both. If my house doesn't sell, it's okay. Yeah. I'm seeing a ton of that lately. Yep. Yep. Um, and their house will sell. I've had to counsel mm -hmm. a few people on, Hey, get your house on the market, get it sold, find a short-term rental scenario, because that's about yep. the only way that you're going to find success mm -hmm. unless you just sit and stay where you're at. Yep. So, and, and I feel like we've been in that market before and it's a matter of being strategic with your team, with your lender, with your, your realtor, because how you package up an offer, what you're approved for, what you can do, it is so important that you're not just shopping rates as a consumer. Don't just be like, oh, who's got the lowest rate? Guaranteed you can hop online and find someone for an, an eighth of a point lower um, for cost or rate. Yeah. But make sure that you are interviewing your realtor and your lender and saying, how are you preparing me for this market? What strategies do you have? Because so often people don't even know what to ask. So they just ask lenders, what's the rate? And yeah. realtors, what are you charging? Yep. Do your research. What are you actually doing? Exactly. So that's kind of the biggest um, wins that I'm seeing is that we are getting strategic. We're getting smarter. We're, we're setting our clients up for success. We're not just saying, hey, here's a rate. See you later. Um, mm -hmm. Same with you. You're not saying, I'm, I'm going to list your home for X, but okay, we'll do that. You're saying, here's the value. This is important. So that's a piece of advice I have for people shopping right now. I love it, Kayla. Absolutely love it. And I'd also invite anyone who's listening or watching this, you know, if you do have questions, reach out to either one of us. We're always happy to connect with people. Uh, and on that, you know, note to Kayla, I would invite anyone if they have ideas or, or, or questions or, or potential topics that they'd like to see us discuss or, you know, maybe something, you know, contentious to debate a little bit, you know, we'd love to have that. I know some of our upcoming uh, shows, you know, we're going to work in, uh, you know, a couple of different angles, maybe some some guests as well. So always, uh, always appreciate those that tune in and, and always uh, open to to feedback and ideas as well. Well, one of the feedbacks was that I um, do the introductions more often. So, <laughs> well, hey, for episode twenty and uh, from episode twenty to forty, you're you're in the hot seat. Gosh, I just have to work on my radio voice, Andy, to be more like you. So, we'll, we'll, I'll work on that between now and then. We, uh, you know, we were joking about that the other day, and I did do a little stint in radio. And so, when you were growing up in Walhalla, did you get like XL ninety three? Grandfather. Oh, yeah. You listen to it. And mm -hmm. so it was funny. We would always get together with uh, one of my cousins and we'd sometimes prank call some of his friends and I'd pretend to be Rock and Rick from XL93. <laughs> and then one time we uh, we said, uh, and of course, a hit music, you know, top 40 station giving away WeFest tickets. And someone was like, why, why is XL93 giving away WeFest tickets? Yeah, right. Because wasn't it like, wasn't it Froggy or Bob or something at that point? Or Yeah. yeah. 
God, I don't even remember. It's, yeah, gosh, it's so long, but... I, I can see you doing that, Andy. Yeah, yeah. very scandalous well, of you. Well, well, you work on that radio voice, and we'll uh, we'll put you in the hot seat for episode twenty great. and beyond. I love it. Back to you, Andrew. Love it. Well, Kayla, great connecting with you as always. Uh, have a great week, and uh, you know, let's let's commit to to uh, seeing each other next week. How about that? Sounds like a plan. I love it. Hey, see you, Kayla. Bye. Take care. Oh, oh, oh.